Dark Cloud Part 2, Part 2, Numero Dos. On Damage Goods Podcast last week, I did episode part one of the Dark Cloud, that Dark Cloud referring to not the smog over Los Angeles, but this unfortunate uh, history of rappers, whether homegrown or from afar, being robbed and many times ultimately murdered in Los Angeles. So... Uh, your host, Jake the Snake, is bringing you part two. If you if you didn't hear last week's um, part one version of this, you should go back, obviously, and listen to it. Um, I went into detail more about the uh, the string of murders that's been going on since the 90s of rappers in Los Angeles. All this kind of being sparked or inspired by Philly rapper PNB Rock's um, unfortunate murder in September in Los Angeles. And then I went down this tragic rabbit hole uh, researching this, finding not only the murders, but there was an amazing amount of robberies of of rappers in Los Angeles. Ones that I'd heard about, ones that you probably have too, and then a lot that I hadn't. um, Either because I don't pay attention to that news or got swept under the rug or maybe it didn't make the, the headlines as much as something else is sensationalized at the time. So this episode, I'm going to uh, go into that aspect of the story and run down the list and some of the reasons why. And we'll look at some of the crime statistics in L.A. right now and historical factors that play a part in this. And, uh, you know, I know damaged goods is usually a little lighter tone, so sorry if this is a little serious and sad, but, I, you know, I'll probably interject some Snake Man-like humor. But definitely go listen to part one of The Dark Cloud. It makes this part, part two, Numero dos make a lot more sense. Uh, and while you're at it, check out on my social medias um, this super crazy snake man print. Not a poster, it's a print on super fine eggshell paper. I had these crazy ideas and I gave these crazy ideas to the illustrious artist, Brendan Donnelly, who designed this incredibly dope piece that I'm selling. It's a limited run, so DM me for it. Um, when it's done, it's done. And we both signed it. It's something you'd want to print. It's super psychedelic and trippy. So if you want to trip out about it a little bit, look at it. If you don't want to trip out too much and you're already maybe on some hallucinogens, do not look at it. Um, but it's a beautiful piece, and you can find it on... Hit me on uh, Instagram at Jake Frazic or at Damage Goods Podcast or on Twitter at JTheS. And yes, you can own one of these beautiful Snake Man prints designed by Brendan Donnelly, who's a super dope artist. He just had a new book come out. So hopefully we'll get him on the podcast real soon, talk about his book, talk about uh, the print design, poster making of, backstory, what have you, between him and I, and all that good stuff. Um, So without further ado, let's uh, get into the part two of this. And uh, I think I mentioned it last week, I read somewhere, and you know, who knows what the source was accurate, that technically New York City ranks as a more dangerous city for rappers than L.A. And I didn't go into deep research about other rappers murdered or robbed in New York. And maybe I should, and we could do a little comparison. But for some reason, I hear more about these robberies and murders in Los Angeles than I do about the New York ones. And in these ones that take place in L.A., a lot of them, you know, there's a lot of New York rappers that um, are afflicted by this when they come here. Maybe I live in L.A. and that's why. Who knows? Um, but uh, to, to look at 
the the current homicide rates um, and crime rates in L.A. versus, you know, now versus, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, um, a lot is, is, you know, changed to kind of catapult the crime rates up. And in major cities, a lot of uh, sociologists and people will say, that, you know, crime can sometimes go in strange cycles. And things like gentrification and industry moving in, maybe we'll push it, crime away. Um, and then economic downturn, some industries leaving cities is often caused a lot of crime. But right now, Los Angeles is experiencing the highest homicide rate in 15 years, according to the LAPD. I mean, how much do you want to trust the LAPD? They would be authorities on it, although they're wildly corrupt, so who knows. But highest murder rate in 15 years. Uh, COVID, many would speculate, I would tend to agree, had something to do with this. A lot of people had jobs that were shut down. If you had an independent or a mom-and-pop style business, you might have even lost that. So, you know, as we see, uh, lack of opportunity in the economic realm often leads to crime and murder. Then you just have a lot of chaos, too. Uh, L.A.'s always had a smaller police force, as corrupt as it might be, an understaffed police force. And then in lieu of some of the protests and public and some political calls for defunding the police, I'm sure there was a lack of incentive for LAPD to maybe go as hard as they might have. I don't know. I'm not alleging that. So maybe that's some of the reason why the homicide rates jumped up. But, you know, during the chaos of COVID and certain things like that, I'm sure some opportunists, which I discussed are all criminals, um, you know, took those chances, those opportunities to maybe commit some of these crimes, maybe just the fucking, the dire need of people's situations. Um, but the reported crime rate in, in L.A. right now is uh, 804 people per 100K people. That means out of every 100,000 people, um, 804 are likely to be a victim of, of violent crime. That's the highest overall crime rate in L.A. since 2003, 19-year high. That's overall crime rate, not the murder rate I was just discussing. Currently, that, that statistic currently is two times higher than the national average. Now, it's not as bad as, say, uh, Camden, New Jersey, which I've been to, which is, read my book Quicksand, there's a, uh, there's a chapter in there about that, or East St. Louis, which I've also been to, and I'm working on a chapter for a next book. Those are both pretty rugged areas, Detroit or Chicago. It's not as bad as those, but also way more high-profile robbery and murder victims in Los Angeles. You know, in East St. Louis or Camden, you're not seeing the names that I'll be listing here uh, as robbery and murder victims. L.A. has something that some of these other places don't. All cities will have a wealth disparity. There's always two sides of the track, right? The rich and the poor. Some cities, it's a, it's a greater degree than others. But L.A., it's, it's uh, fucking Hollywood, dude. A huge industry. So you got award shows, big concerts, all-star weekends, movie premieres. They film movies here. They film fucking shows here. There's a large wealth disparity. And L.A. is a very sprawling city. And it's very segregated. And, you know, I, I come from Boston, which everyone says is a very segregated city and a very well may be. But it's a small city. L.A. being so big, you know, you could live in one neighborhood or one area of the city and never know some other shit's going down far away on the other end because it's so spread out. But if you live in some of these areas, 
where where crime persists, that are, are economically um, you know underserved, you still are aware of all that other fancy fly Hollywood bullshit. You know that there's you know fucking big concerts going down. You know there's all star weekends. You know there's movies. Shit, they might even be filming a movie on your block or a show. So you are aware that there's this other world in Los Angeles full of rich and famous people. Not just rich, like in other cities, but these are rich, famous people that you see on the TV, the radio, the social medias, the interwebs. Excuse me. I'm burping. Uh, Jake the Snake sidebar. I, for lunch, ate four tacos, and right back to back, not even moments later, I had a double smash burger. These two trucks are next to each other. I had two pastor, uh, an asada, and a buche taco. Buche is cheek which is very delicious. And while I was probably still chewing the fucking last taco, walked, you know, 100 feet to the right, and uh, not a single smash patty, but a double smash burger. Why? Because as my girlfriend says, and she is so very accurate, I have no self-control. So excuse the burps. But uh, anyway, back to the fucking scheduled program. L.A., like all cities, has hoods, you know, has rundown areas. Yeah, there's palm trees, and it's mostly sunny 90% of the time. And it's not tall, multi-story, square brick projects like you see in East Coast or even Midwest cities. They have their own designs, but it's still grimy because there's still poverty. And, uh, you know, like history has shown us, um, like, like now shows us, uh, poverty breeds crime. It always has and it probably always will. Where there's lack of opportunity, uh, people will find other opportunities, other means to get by. And to survive, and sometimes um, robbery, murder, are intertwined within that. Geography and history always kind of show us that. Where there's poverty lurking in all places, and not just cities, but cities have these parts that are lower on the economic rung than the other parts of the city, and L.A. is no different. And the city's so fucking big, large numbers of people living in these awful conditions, struggling economically, surrounded by strife and crime, and underserved by the rest of the city, forgotten in most cases. You know, I'm sure most of these people, not even the rich and famous celebrities that might be getting robbed, but, you know, a lot of people on the in-between are not even aware of this or never even see these parts of the city. But the, the difference in L.A. is this monumental contrast. It's vast and visible disparity of Hollywood. You know, like I said, it's entertainment land. This is Tinseltown, baby. You could turn on the TV from anywhere and you see multimillionaires in Calabasas crying in their mansion while you're lucky to make rent or put food on the table. That's something these other cities don't have. This is, there's stupid wealth here, you know, the kind where, where uh, rich movie stars crash $100,000 cars drunk joyriding and get off without a fucking charge or jail time. Celebrities settle lawsuits for more than a person makes in a lifetime, you know? This is where rich and famous from all over the world flock to show off their latest designer gowns on the red carpet or the iciest jewels in front of a camera, living worlds and miles away from others that missed one paycheck or they're one paycheck away from joining the crowded streets where a lot of homeless people live in L.A., where the cops haven't seen your latest film, where gang life is an inescapable part of life. Um, so it's not just like homegrown people, but there's people coming from fucking Dubai, New York, Paris. And uh, you got to imagine all that staring you in the face. It's almost like it's taunting you. If you're real down in your luck and life has handed you some shitty cards, 
You know, you've got this shit staring you in the fucking face. It's not just on the TV and social media. It's fucking like eight miles from you, three miles from you. It's almost like a twisted challenge to lash out and shut it up or merely just simply an opportunity that pays when nothing else seems to pay. So we went through the list of all the rappers robbed. And remember, if I missed any, please inform me. But listen to my list before you tell me I missed one and I already listed it. But uh, anybody I missed, you know, DM me and let me know. I remind you, I'm no journalist when it comes to writing. I'm a storyteller, a poet, not a journalist. But I want to go through the list of robberies, which, uh, you know, oftentimes the robberies have turned into murders because it maybe it wasn't the plan, but, you know, it didn't go according to the robber's plan. But then sometimes the robberies just happen to go off like robberies. So we'll go back to the mid-90s and start off. We'll start off with a homegrown one, L.A. artists involved. In the mid-90s, Ice Cube and Cypress Hill, both L.A. natives, both great artists and groups, you know, Cypress Hill being the group, Cube being the artist, uh, they're beefing. And Cube was, was beefing with a lot of artists uh, back then. He was, you know, once he went solo off N.W.A., he was getting real prolific, putting out a lot of albums and in a vicious pen game. But he was beefing, you know, with the N.W.A., obviously, uh, with Cypress Hill, with Common. One of my favorite diss tracks of all time is actually Common's diss back to Cube, The Bitch and You, which I think was produced by Pete Rock, which is Common. And this is Common, I think, after One Day It All Makes Sense or right before, which would be his third album, um, Common at his A game. Anyway, Cube, you know, he was beefing a lot of people. And, you know, being a hometown legend, he's very well respected at that, as he should be. And Cypress Hill is too. But that don't matter. Don't matter how respected you are, how much of an OG you are, there's always bigger fish in the sea. And even if there's not bigger fish, there's always more fish in the sea. So if you're swimming alone and all their fish are there and you alone, those fish might got you. So soon enough, uh, Cube's West Side Connection chain becomes in the possession of Cypress Hill. And very much in hip-hop, you see with rappers beef... To claim that you got another person's chain is, is, is proof. It's evidence that this guy got stuck or that he's under your thumb in some way. You know, you could say you did X, Y, and Z to somebody, but when you got someone's chain, you can, you can really talk shit about it. Um, I remember, like, the New York rapper True Life came into possession of some of Jim Jones's dipset chains, and I think on the cover of a mixtape, or were they Camerons? I don't know. But on the cover of one of his mixtapes, he's wearing, like, three other chains, which is a huge insult. Um... The urban legend in this Cube Cypress Hill story is that there was a rapper, Cam, not Cameron from Harlem, but Cam, K-A-M, who was a L.A. rapper, who was once signed Ice Cube, had gotten to beefing with Cube. And that beefing had led to some kind of altercation with Cube. And then somehow that chain became possession of Cam, who then gave it to Cypress Hill. And I believe Cypress Hill had a video or photos showing himself with Cube's chain. Now we're going to fast forward a little to 2008. Tyga, you might remember this, this rapper. He's still out there. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if, if it's your, your cup of tea. Tyga in 2008 is robbed in L.A. for his chain and cash. Uh, rappers, if you're sporting a lot of jewelry, regardless if you've got money in the pocket or they don't catch you at your home, jewelry chains is a, is a quick, easy target, which they can probably spot from a mile away, especially if you've got diamonds shining and blinging in the light, you know? Um... 2009, Busy Bone is robbed in L.A. And it's kind of fucked up when you think about it, Busy Bone from Bone Thugs. They're, they're Ohio cats. But remember, who put Bone Thugs on 
was Easy E, a Compton legend, a hip hop legend, a West Coast legend. But that shit don't matter when it comes to cats eating and others are not. Busy Bone got caught for his chain. 2015, Chris Brown, and I know Chris Brown ain't a rapper, he's an R&B singer, but he does a lot of music and songs and collabs with a lot of hip-hop artists, so I'm putting him in the list. He was, uh, his crib was robbed in Tarzana by his boys, or alleged boys. Let's put friends in quotes, associates of his, if you will. And uh, an inside job is usually the easiest with robberies, with its bank jobs or big heists. There's always an inside man and maybe you got a gun butt him in the head and make it look real, but that's the easiest way to get the drop on something. So in this case, uh, friends or associates of Chris Brown assisted in this and, um, and then boom, they know where the stash is. Maybe they know where the money and the jewelry is kept. Also in 2015, Big Sean's LA home was robbed for about 150K worth of jewelry. That's a fucking lot. So, you know, you're seeing these, these home robberies. They know who lives there. And the hope is, okay, I know blah, blah, blah lives there. Hopefully, blah, blah, blah. has got some jewelry, some cash laying around. We can get that. In 2016, Kanye West's studio in Calabasas was robbed. He was not there at the moment, but he lost mad gear, which is worth a lot of money. You know, a lot of equipment, music equipment is, is fucking goes for a lot. But keep in mind, when you're selling stolen goods, when you try to fence them, they're usually sold at a much low below market rate on the black market. So it's not like they're getting, just say this keyboard went for 40 racks. They're not going to get 40 for it. You're going to get half or whatever because on the black market, whoever's buying it and hoping to sell it needs to get it off. And not everyone wants to buy hot goods, stolen items. You could still get charged and go to jail for purchasing illegal goods. Um, and then jewelry, obviously, it's a lot easier to steal. It can be melted down. Stones and diamonds can be removed. You could take someone's custom chain and melt, take the diamonds out, melt the gold down, sell it, and no one will have any fucking clue. 2017, ASAP Rocky's Los Angeles home was robbed, and the thieves are reported to have gotten about 1.5 mil in jewelry and cash. 1.5 mil, that's a lot of jewelry and cash, dude. You got to have crazy safes. And, ah, shit, man, that's, damn, that's a big hit. He was not there at the time either, thank God. And I believe a lot of the home robberies, they hope the person's not there. And when they are, sometimes that's the monkey wrench thrown into the equation that could turn a robbery into a murder. Fucking, you got witnesses, or they freak out, or they're trying to get the person to tell them where the stuff is. They play hardball, and someone gets shot. Someone gets killed. 2017, Nicki Minaj's L.A. mansion robbed for $175,000 worth of jewelry and other items. She was out of town as well, but in her case, the house was completely tossed. Like, fucking tossed. And um, maybe it was planned that she was out of town. Because in some cases, like ASAP Rockies or Chris Browns, they weren't there, but someone else was home. Whether it was a friend or a housekeeper. Uh, I think somebody's grandmother was home. And maybe ASAP Rockies, which is terrible. You're going to rob an elderly person there. Um, but then that person inevitably becomes the victim of the armed robbery that you really wish they weren't. Uh, in, uh, in the case of Nicki Minaj, the authorities suspected whoever the robbers were knew her, and they thought it was personal because not only was the house tossed and all 175K of jewelry and stuff taken, but the whole house was vandalized. Like, they cut up her clothing with scissors. Paintings were vandalized the way those climate activists are foolishly destroying art in the name of saving the climate. I don't know how trying to destroy old Monet's and Van Gogh's does, but... 
whatever. So they were throwing shit on the paintings and fucking up the house more than just a simple robbery. Um, maybe it was to throw people, the cops off the trail. Maybe it was personal. 2019, Soldier Boy's crib is robbed in L.A. He's in jail at the time. His crib is robbed for a reported 700K worth of cash and jewelry. Dude, these dudes are keeping so much cash and jewelry in the crib. You got to keep the shit elsewhere, safe deposit boxes, get some better safes. I don't know. But uh, the, the robbers made like IG posts about it, about robbing them, and they got caught off that. You know, we were talking about in Pop Smoke's murders case, robbers found out his location based on his IG posts. But in this case, <coughs> excuse me, the robbers got busted posting the shit on IG. Why would you post shit that you stole from someone? I guess dudes just really don't like to fucking get away with crime. Bragging about it sometimes is, is, is more important, apparently, and then you get busted, dude. Dumb. 2019, another New York rapper, Rich the Kid, robbed in an L.A. studio. Hours before the robbery, guess what he did? Guess what he did? He posted a pic with handfuls of cash next to a purple Lambo in L.A. Right before, like hours before the robbery. So he's stunting on you two times over with a purple Lambo and all the cash. Uh, unclear if any of the posts had his exact location. Maybe the robbers uh, knew he had the bread and jewels. Maybe they saw the background. Maybe they learned somehow that he was at the studio at the time. Um, a year before this, he had also been robbed in a home invasion in L.A. at his girlfriend's house. This dude had a horrible history in L.A. And this also could have been an inside job. Someone else at the studio, not even his engineer. Someone else saw him go up. Might have called his people like, yo, this dude's here. I think he's got some bread. Boom. December 19th, rapper TMG Fresh and his friend are robbed at his home in Encino, which is in Los Angeles in the Valley. This dude, TMG Fresh, was kind of known for being an avid watch collector. So the thieves probably knew that, motivating them to make him a lick, you know? Know if he's got a lot of watches, maybe he's got some cash or jewelry, maybe those watches are worth a lot of money. The robbers in this case were said to get close to a milli in jewelry and cash. It's fucking a lot of money, dude, milli in jewelry and cash. Um, apparently, he was very flashy in his videos and on social media. I mean, his, he had songs and singles like Millionaire and Silk Pajamas. So you, you, know, you still may have to back it up that you talk a lot of shit because heads will target you if they think you're worth the hit in this guy's case. And he's the watch collector. Where do they go? They get a lot of watches. They get a lot of jewelry and cash. About a milli's worth off the dude. April 2022. Excuse me. Drinking water here. Just hydrating. Uh, April 2022. Young money artist Mellow Rax, who's a, a female MC, the first female rapper I hear about in my list uh, from Florida, She's robbed and pistol whipped in L.A. after a date in downtown Los Angeles. And uh, there was speculation, but unclear if the dude she'd been on a date with was connected to the crime, which would be extremely foul, but we don't know. But that's the first I heard of a female rapper being robbed in uh, DTLA. August 2022, Houston rapper Sauce Walker is uh, in an attempted robbery in downtown Los Angeles. I don't think he got actually got for any money or, or jewelry, but someone did die in relation to the event. It's kind of mysterious and confusing. He was seen on video with some bruises and a black eye, but he was not charged with any crime. And it's unclear if the man who was found dead, it was not right in the same vicinity, but very close. Unclear if the man who was found dead was the robber 
or as Sauce Walker claimed, maybe just another victim of the uh, potential robber that he was a victim of. Maybe the same robber was was Sauce Walker acting in self-defense. Um, you know, we don't know who, who, who caused the murder of this other person. That one's a little murky. September 2022. Just, and that's the same month PNB Rock was murdered. Just after PNB Rock's murder, uh, rapper Wacko the Kid is shot in an attempted robbery in North Hollywood. He's leaving a studio with a sound engineer and he's shot six times. He's fucking got six hot ones. That's a lot. Uh, he lived though. And um, he said in an interview with a local LA news station, he believed he was targeted for his Instagram posts of a luxurious lifestyle in jewelry. Again, we're seeing a lot of correlation between people even admitting that they felt like they were victims because of what they show off. So you make you think, what am I showing off and why? Is it worth it? 2022, Reggie Wright Jr., who was a former head of security for Death Row Records, which is, you know, Death Row is known for employing a lot of um, off-duty cops, cops that were bloods, bloods that weren't cops at all. You know, and it was fucking Suge Knight. We know he's got a pretty shady past. So if you work for Death Row, you might have seen some shit. You might have done some shit. Anyway, Reggie Wright Jr., former head of security for Death Row, he confirmed uh, Suge Knight's allegations that Jay-Z was robbed in L.A. on an elevator. Suge made the claim in 2001, and, you know, Suge, you know, he definitely did a lot, but also he might claim a lot, too, so you never know how much, you know, grains of salt, how many, how many grains of salt, I should say. You got to take with his words. But this dude, Reggie Wright Jr., is, is backing up Suge's claim in 2001 when he, Suge was on Carson Daly's show, and he said something like about Jay-Z that he's taped up, robbed, and gagged out in L.A., that's Suge talking about Jay-Z. So Wright Jr. made his claim in 2022, which is, you know, fucking, what, 20, 21 years later. Uh, Wright also stated that it wasn't only Jay-Z, but lots of people, rappers, lots of rappers, were getting robbed when they came to L.A. You know, Suge Knight founded Death Row, Shady Cat himself, a lot of gang ties, so definitely quite possible what Wright Jr. and Suge are saying is, is true. He probably had, you know, he's probably privy to some of these happenings. So there's a pretty rich history of these robberies happening in L.A. And in the more tragic cases, the murders. New York is very famous for the hip-hop cops that, you know, profile a lot of rappers, arrest them. I mean, you've even seen some cases like Casanova's and, you know, using music. As, as evidence against them, or down in Atlanta with, with uh, Thugger and uh, the YSL cruise shit. Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, just recently made some law pass, I think it passed at least, that they were not going to allow song lyrics to be used as evidence against criminals. And I agree, this shit is entertainment, but at the same time, dude, if, if you are actively operating in the realm of criminality, it would behoove you to not tell people, not brag, and if you're a rapper coming to L.A., I'd probably be a little selective about what I'm flaunting. Because, dude, it's just like a hot spot for the robberies, man. It's crazy. Um, and you see, it doesn't even keep L.A. local rappers are not safe from this. It's just a fucking, it's an occurrence here, dude. It's a phenomenon here. And I really do believe the disparity in L.A. of not just the rich and poor, but of the rich and famous and poor. And having it just 
consistently pushing your face. You're inundated with celebrities and fame and, and all this Hollywood shit, even if you're not in those neighborhoods. So you, you have to stare at that and have it stare back at you in the face. And it might not even be that your ribs are touching and you need to eat. Sometimes it might just be like, yo, fuck it. I want to stick it to these motherfuckers. You know, ego, pride. Oh, he's talking slick on records. Well, fuck him. Let's see how slick he is, you know? People want to test that. If you're going to put it out there, people are going to test it. Um, and I, I might follow up on this as more info comes to light on some of these other crimes. And hopefully, I don't want any more of these to happen. But if more happen, we'll, we'll tie it all in. I'm not preying on anyone's downfall for uh, my own benefits. What do I look like? You know, a mainstream news source? <laughs> Often, um, you know, not just crime reporters, but news sources very much depend on it. It's kind of like the lifeblood of them. But I'm not hoping that it happens to any more people. But if it does... I will follow up on it. And God, what a way to end on a fucking downer, Snake Man. I should have ended on a happy note. I don't have any hilarious anecdotes to share with you right now. But uh, go listen to the first Dark Cloud, if you didn't listen to this one. Back to back them. That's a good way to do it. Back to back them. Go check out the print. Not a poster to print. It's on social media. Follow me at Jake Frazick. At J-A-K-E-F-R-A-C-Z-E-K. I spell it out because no one can fucking pronounce it or spell it, and I don't blame you. At Damage Goods Podcast or on Twitter at J-T-H-E-S. Excuse me, I'm burping. Taco, that was, that was the buche burp. That was the cheek burp. Uh, and, and on any of those, DM me about the print. Make sure to like and rate and review the podcast if you enjoy it, at least on iTunes. That's where it tends to matter. And grab my books. The Waiting Room and Quicksand, they're available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kindle, audiobook. The audiobook is up for, for The Waiting Room, too. And if you get the poster print thing right now, you also get a free code for the audiobook. And it's written and narrated by me, not just written and narrated by somebody else the publisher wanted. Hell no, dude. Mine, too. So enjoy those. I'll have guests back. People were, you know, asking me, you snake man. What, where, why are you doing any guests? Well, the solo episodes. And that's what they sound like in my head. Um, I love the guest format, but it's tough with scheduling. The Snake Man has a more flexible schedule. Not everyone else does. And it gets frustrating when, you know, people have to reschedule or cancel and shit last minute. So I do the solo ones. I only like to do them when I have, um, you know, more of a concrete focus or an idea like these. I don't just get up here and rant and rave. Nothing wrong with that. Some people do that fantastically. I don't think that's a word. But I like to make fucking words up. Uh, I don't just tend to do that uh, with the solo ones. I like to have a little more direction. So there'll probably be more solo ones coming. Hopefully, I will always have some direction on them. But I'll have some guests coming back soon. I like to do that. If you know some good guests that are in the Los Angeles area, recommend them. If you happen to be one, hit me up. If you don't fit the criteria, it might not work out. If you just want to come on to promote your album or something, this is not a fucking FM radio station, clearly, because I'm cussing left and right. But we'll have a great old conversation and enjoy that. And I promise we'll leave it on a higher note so you don't get depressed about all the robberies and motherfucking murders. Smile.